What's poppin' podcast family? It's your girl Advice from Hannah coming at you with our 12-day holiday special. I couldn't let 2020 slip away without dropping some fire your way December 1st all the way to December 13th. But I gotta let you know, is your IG game slacking? Our girl Amanda, the official podcast sponsor of the Advice from Hannah show, is teaching us how to beef up our IG game on the wolfe.co on IG. That's love. Head over to the Wolf Co ig page where our girl is going to show you how to create genuine conversation hey i'm april and i'm nicole we're the Hughie sisters. sisters merry christmas are you guys in need of a fab holiday gift don't worry the sisters got your back we got you so good head on over to www.hughsie.ca that's huzie.ca to find our exclusive earring collection collaboration designed with advice from hannah herself endless sparkle baby and while you're there check out our hot new gluten-free ebook getting gluten-free with the sisters available now all right let's get this bad boy started and welcome back to the advice from hannah show holiday edition we have are you ready should we tell them Yes. We have Leash in the building. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Dude, I'm over the damn moon. This has been long overdue. We've talked about it, but now I finally got my little behind on the mic and I got you too. So (laughs) (laughs) yes. Why don't you let the good people know who you is? So my name's Alicia, and I am the owner of Leashletics Fitness. Leashletics Fitness is a company that is dedicated to making people fall in love with fitness and joyful movement and use fitness as something to incorporate into their daily lives to make them feel good and bring them joy, as opposed to a means to an end to just bring on an ideal body type. So that is who I am and what I do. I love Soka. I'm a Sokaholic. Let me add that one in there. That's, that's important. That is very important. This is one of the reasons why I love you. Because if you guys don't know, I love Soka. This is how we bonded. Shout out to Carlina for introducing us. And, you know, we've been kicking it ever since. And I, and I know you and I have chatted it up. We did a drop in the summertime uh, to a women's shelter because you had an event. Yes. And that was super fun. And I've been trying to hang out with you ever since, but nothing I can't. I don't know why. I feel like I need to go to Weston and 401. Yes, come through. Come through. I'm here. <laughs> I need to go. I was supposed to go hang out with you in line, but you know, I'm apologizing from now. I sound a little weird, but you know what? I know you all love me, so yes. this is this is what I sound like at the moment. But you know what? The holiday season it's a lot. It can be a lot for so many people, especially right now in this 2020 world that we're living in. I know that sitting across the table, there's going to be, or virtual table, who knows, there's going to be uncomfortable conversations, um, especially about body image and how you look like. Shed some light on that for us, because I know you're big on, on body positivity. That's your platform. You're who I look to when I need inspiration for these topics. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, the holidays and even, you know, just hanging out with family, um, especially I would say like West Indian families, Caribbean families, um, African families, you know, um, it's almost like your weight is the topic of conversation. It's like, hi, how are you? Yeah, you're getting fat. You know, like that's <laughs> that's the salutation that you're given. 
And um, oftentimes, especially when you're on a journey of like self-love and body positivity, it's like, how do you combat these questions, especially or these statements, you know, especially coming from your family, your loved ones? It's really hard to kind of um, not internalize those things. Uh, I say a great response to that would be, hi, auntie. Hi, uncle. Thank you very much uh, for, for being here today at my dinner. And uh, I'm focusing on what I can do with my health and I'm not focusing on my body. That's a really good one. I really, I really hope you guys took that in because I know I'm going to get the, oh my God, you're so fat. The minute <laughs> I go step foot in a house. Yeah. So I, I like that, that I'm going to definitely use that. But how did this, how did this, journey start for you? In a sense, I don't believe I've ever asked you this. Yeah. So um, I started my fitness journey um, back in university in 2013, um, 2014. So last year. <laughs> yeah, last year. <laughs> no, 2013. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Let's say, let's say okay, last year. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're trying to say I'm aging myself. <laughs> but last year. We're, we're just year. We're one year old right now. <laughs> one year. Yeah. One year, one year. Um, but during that time, um, I had a really unhealthy relationship with fitness before that. Um, I would crash diet. I would have like, you know, two crackers a day and starve myself and then end up binge eating. Um, I would work out like crazy, um, doing Taibo or other, I'm aging myself again, but like Taibo and like all those other kind of programs at a young age, like 14, 15 years old, like really focused on dieting and making myself a smaller version of myself um, because I've always been a heavier girl. Um, in 2013, 2014, during my undergrad, um, I took health studies and gerontology at the University of Waterloo. And um, basically all of those studies that I um that I was listening to said people who exercise and are fit or engage in fitness and activities, uh, they end up living longer. They end up being able to combat chronic diseases. They're able to have better men mental health and overall wellness. Um, so I took those things in and I'm like, okay, I need to make this change for my longevity and not just to look a certain way. So that's the mentality that I had going into my fitness at the time. Um, and I was very successful in terms of sticking to it. And from there, it's led me to who I am today. Um, but along the way, I've definitely had my own battles in terms of uh, diet culture telling me what I should look like, um, battling that, battling my own body image, battling people even telling me you're working out too much. Now you're too small. Don't get too muscular. Don't do that. Like just people just commenting on my body throughout that entire journey. Um, but despite that, I really, really love fitness. It made me feel great. It made me feel powerful. It made me feel badass. It made me feel sexy. Um, so a lot of feelings that I never felt um, growing up because I was very insecure. Uh, so definitely working out uh, instilled those positive feelings upon me. And um, I decided to go to Humber College and pursue my diploma in fitness and health promotion so I could help other people achieve their fitness goals. Um, and during that time, I learned from amazing, amazing teachers and professors. Shout out to the Humber crew. They're amazing. And it instilled my passion for teaching and training. 
And uh, that's what I do. That's uh, my profession. That's what Leashletics is. It's teaching and training and helping people achieve their fitness goals. But somewhere along the way in there, I was really wrapped up in the diet culture. So when I started working for um, commercial gyms is when things stopped being about my health and things started being about how I looked, how much smaller I could get, how much more my muscles could be popping. And um, despite losing a lot of weight during my fitness journey, um, I would stand in front of classes sometimes with my participants and they'd be like, how much more weight do you want to lose after class? Like they'd come up to me after I just gave them an amazing workout and say, how much more weight do you want to lose? Like that's so, that that would crush my soul. Like it, it just hurt, you know? Like just people commenting on your body. And it goes back to the auntie and uncles and all the stuff like that. People kind of feeling like they have the right to comment on your body based on diet culture, what they think your body should look like, these images that we've seen that people are supposed to aspire to be if they're working out. And it's almost like if you're not that figure, if you don't emulate that in your day-to-day life, it's hard for people to believe that you're credible. And my credibility has absolutely nothing to do with my size. It has everything to do with the fact that I'm educated and I continue my education and I practice and have actually helped people and I continue to train for quite some time. So in the last year, and especially over quarantine, um, I made that shift to promote body positivity. Because if you saw my Instagram feed before, you'd be like, who's this girl? I had before and after pictures all over my screen. I used to take pictures of my meals. I used to take pictures of my my, uh, Fitbit, my Polar Watch, and be like, I burned a thousand calories today. Burning a thousand calories in the gym was really unhealthy. I was in that gym. Yeah, like, like it's crazy. I was in that gym for three hours three hours. And sometimes I would go in the morning and then again at night. And like, that's disordered behavior. I mean, because I wasn't competing, you know, it's different if you're like a figure competitor, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're an athlete and like, that's part of your conditioning routine because that's your life. Like that's what you do for your living is your body. You know what I mean? Um, But even people like that, they have off seasons and they have times where like, you know, they step back and they can eat what they want now. It's not so restrictive. But I was restricting myself all the time and making sure I burned those a thousand calories. And if I didn't, I felt bad. I would be intermittent fasting. I'd be in my lectures and like, I'm so hungry, but I'm like, I'm just going to drink this coffee because I need to intermittent fast until 2 p.m. so that I could eat, so that I could lose all, lose the weight. Um, And I was in a smaller body than I am now, which is the wildest part of everything is that even at that smallest part of my, uh, of my journey, um, I was still so unsatisfied with myself, with my body image. And, um, I went from that empowered, sexy feeling, uh, to, uh, those feelings of insecurity, like I did as a kid and, you know, over the quarantine, And, um, a year before I was like, you know what? No, this is not it. This is not the way. And then I kind of stumbled into the body positivity movement. Um, 
with influencers like Body Posse Panda. She's awesome. Um, and uh, people like Ashley Graham and stuff like that. Like just being able to be in larger bodies and not feel ashamed about it. And um, I was like, you know what? I deleted all of those before and after pictures off my Instagram and I started fresh. And I just started promoting the importance of working out because it feels good. And people started really resonating with that. And I think that that's where a lot of people are headed. There's still a lot of work to do, especially in the fitness industry um, in combating diet culture. But I feel like we're making steps in the right direction as a community. So that's me. That's my story. That's how I got here. And yeah. And you've been kicking it ever since. Like, just listening to you, I caught so many gems and so many things I want to ask you. Yeah. Like, dude, first of all, I think you're fucking beautiful. Aww. I care if you're on my damn podcast. I can say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think I you're beautiful just the way you are. Like, whenever I see you, I'm like, damn, I wish I could rock stuff like Leash. Like, I'm out here, like, you nah. know, hiding. <laughs> black clothes you know so just the fact that i see you stand in such a power stance makes me want to do it as well yeah so i i i think it's so inspiring especially for the fact that you were able to kind of stand up to your own demons and you touched a really important part that i kind of want to you know put the magnifying glass under and it's even when you were at your smallest you were still unsatisfied yeah yeah i was comparing myself to other people, to other influencers. Um, and then I had, because I was in a fitness space, I think a lot of it was other people who are kind of uh, drinking the diet culture Kool-Aid, you know, and um, imposing their views and their beliefs upon me. And that really got into me, that got into my psyche. And um, it caused me to feel really insecure um, and take on those uh, unhealthy habits. I remember working at a commercial gym and um, I was a sales associate there. And they basically had a boot camp on how to emotionally manipulate people into purchasing memberships. And it was basically like stripping them down to their biggest insecurities and then saying well you know fitness will help you get to where you need to be if you lose weight you're gonna you know your relationship's gonna be better with your partner you're gonna get the grades in school because you'll feel better like fitness is the end-all be-all and the solution and losing weight is that solution and you need to purchase this very expensive membership in order to do that and you know I started drinking the Kool-Aid too. And that really affected my mentality and how I saw myself. And uh, it was just a time where I was feeling very low. And on my face was a smile because I thought I was doing all the right things. And, you know, I was getting pictures taken of me and I was um, teaching so many classes. I was getting really ripped. Like my body was in amazing, amazing physique, but I ended up injuring myself from overtraining too. So there's so many things that were 
was going on that was unhealthy at the smallest that I was, but I kept getting praise. I kept getting praised by people for becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. So the more praise I got, I was like, okay, the more I need to restrict, you know, the smaller my eating window went from intermittent fasting, the more I worked out. I used to be teaching like almost two to three classes a day. I was working out like three to four hours a day and I had a job where I was on my feet. So it was, it was just a wild, wild, wild time. And I look back now and I'm like, oh girl, like there were really good aspects of that because I learned so much. Teaching that many classes allowed me to really perfect my teaching style. So at every phase in my life, I try and look back and have gratitude for, for some aspects of, of what was going on. But I cannot deny that definitely um, there was problems with my eating um, and my general belief on what fitness is. And um, that had a lot to do with other people kind of projecting their images on me and me comparing myself to other people and other influencers and just being all up in that diet culture. And it's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing. Dude, I, you're touching me. I love how raw and transparent you're being right now on this interview. Like, if you guys aren't catching this, she's leaving her, her heart on every single voice note yeah. on this episode. Like it's incredible that you share so much, especially with, with you, you, you dropped another gem where you said you kept getting praise, but you didn't feel happy on the inside, yes. which I think it, it's so <clears throat> important that we, that we magnify that and understand just because society is telling us that we're doing great. It only matters if you have your own self-approval. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, everything was kind of based on what other people were saying of me. Um, I needed that validation. And that was something that was reminiscent of when I was a kid. And I needed that validation. I used to go on those crazy crash diets as a kid. And, you know, when you're, when you have those kind of, feelings of insecurity, low self-worth, low self-esteem. Um, one year of working out in fitness is not necessarily going to fix those things. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like a lifelong process or many years of you doing that work to figure out where those feelings come from. And working out while it's amazing and it helps you and it helps your mental health, there's something deeper within that um, in terms of having to take care of yourself and really figure out where those feelings come from. And a lot of those things really came from diet culture, came from social media culture, and it comes from also like familial culture in terms of it being okay to go to your family barbecue and somebody, the first thing someone tells you is that you're fat and that you're you know, you need to lose some weight and all that kind of stuff like that. Right. And I love my family. I love them to death. And they don't, I know that they don't mean bad by it, but I, that's something that I am not going to pass on to my kids. If you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's something that needs to stop with our generation is the, the general commenting on people's bodies. Don't comment on it. Don't, don't do it. Don't know. Stop commenting. We didn't exactly. ask you. Because look how I was unhealthy and that perpetuated my unhealthiness. So imagine somebody who has an eating disorder, for example, 
and you're complimenting them on their weight loss, but you don't know that they're binging and purging. You don't know that they're, you know, um, making themselves throw up or other, you know, using other methods to, to purge, right? You don't know that, but you're complimenting them on their weight loss. And they're like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. So I really just, my rule of thumb, don't comment on people's bodies. You don't need to, even in fitness as a trainer, I don't measure my clients. I don't put them on the scales um, because that's discouraging. And there's so many other meaningful measurements that help people progress in their fitness. There's other things that matter more than what you weigh on the scale because sometimes you can go through like a couple months of training, but your weight doesn't necessarily change because you've gained muscle mass or you've, you know, just overall improved your health, but your weight doesn't change, right? But people are so fixated on those things because diet culture tells you that if you have the most drastic weight loss, then yay, good for you. You know what I mean? Um, so generally, like, just don't comment on people's bodies, you know, let them live. Comment on their personality, comment on their energy, comment their on how hair. they make you feel or their pink hair. Yes. Yes. Or something, you know, how they make you feel. And I'm telling you, that's going to go way longer of a way than just being like, you know, commenting on their body, whether it was weight loss or weight gain. You know what I mean? Don't comment on people's bodies. Please. That's what we're going to call this episode. Stop commenting on people's bodies. Yes. I think <laughs> Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm going to think of something clever to call this. But since it's a holiday special, I just just before we go, I want to ask you, what's your favorite Christmas memory or holiday memory as a kid growing up? That you oh, can man. Um, so my aunt, she is one of those people that wraps your presents in a million boxes, like so many boxes. Um, so... I remember the Nintendo Game Boy. <laughs> it came out last year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I it was the last present under the tree. And they always, um, like, I'm the Grinch. So they call me the Grinch. Um, and when they get you, like, a really nice present, they call it, like, they're, like, it's from Santa. So... I see the last present under the tree. It was kind of like hiding towards the back. And, you know, I look at it and it says to the Grinch from Santa. I'm like, oh, it's for me. So I'm trying to open this thing. And it's in a big box, eh? It's in a big box. And Game Boys are like the size of your palm, maybe a little yeah. bit bigger. Um, but this is in like a huge box. And I'm opening it and then another box. And she doesn't just like put a box in a box. She wraps every single box and then she tapes the corners so you have to like use your teeth <laughs> like do all the fun stuff yeah i love my auntie i love my auntie uh, every every christmas honestly since then she's she continues to do that eh? like she'll put a small present in like all the boxes but um you know i'm ripping off the paper another box I'm ripping off that paper, using my teeth, <laughs> ripping it apart, another box. And then I finally open the Game Boy. And after all that effort, it was very exciting. Um, and I got um, Mario, Super Mario. And I played that every single day, every single day. 
for like, I swear, a couple months before I got another game. But that was my favorite Christmas memory is opening my aunt's Pandora's box. (laughs) I love it. I love how it's everybody's memory is how they felt, Mm -hmm. not about what they got, which is which is seems to be the trending topic in each interview that I've had during this during this special. As always, I kind of want to give you the space to plug yourself. Where can we find you? And if you have any last remarks. Yes. Um, you can find me at Leashletics on Instagram and Leashletics on Facebook. Uh, I am a joyful movement coach and a personal trainer and also a socaholic. So you can definitely book a consultation with me. Um, the link is in my Instagram bio. And in that consultation, we'll go over your form um, and some goal setting. So if you just want like some place to start with your fitness and maybe have it be something um, where you can goal set without the scale and without measurements, I'm your girl. I got you. I got you. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody else. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will be teaching some soul dance classes coming up in December. And, uh, that is my joyful movement. So come and whine with me, stay tuned, follow me on Instagram and stay tuned for that. And, um, to leave you off, uh, you are beautiful. If you're listening to this, you are beautiful. You are complete. You are worthy. You have to find that worth inside of you, inside of yourself and don't look out side sources to find your worth because you are complete you're a whole and you were made perfect you don't need to change to fit into this world the world needs to fit you so that is what i'm leaving you all off with and hannah thank you so 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 much for having me here i definitely look up to you and i'm so honored and to have this space with you to be able to share my journey and for you wanting to even hear my story. I'm so, so, so grateful and blessed and happy. And I'm going to have vibes for the whole night after this, for sure. (laughs) I love it. You mic dropped the whole entire time. As always, thank you so much for listening to me. This is your favorite host advice from Hannah coming at you from a bedroom studio with a dog and a cough and all of that. (laughs) With you. The best night ever. Toodles. Yay! (laughs) That was so good. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. It was it was short.